And on a Sunday, my ticket is a one-way I'm about to play in the sky I always knew you'd make it one day Today was such a fun day Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Wazi Circus Radio, a show or podcast where I sit down with the most amazing people that I've met in over a decade of professional skydiving. My guest today is a buddy of mine who used to stare at the moon as a kid, and now he's doing something about it. He's been an Army pilot since 2011 or one, 11, right? Yeah, though. His daddy was an army pilot, son. Like, this kid dreams about flying like I dream about flying. Like, you dream about flying. But he's doing something about it. Uh, my guest today is Alex McHale. What up, son? Yo, what's up, boss? Straight out of New York, yo, son. What's going up, big. <laughs> yo, yo, so you learned in Panama City, Florida. Yeah. Why not the ranch? You live, You grew up next to the ranch. Dude, you want to know something really crazy? I had no idea it was even there. Dude. No idea. I grew up in Arizona. I had yeah. no idea Skydive AZ was right up the road. Yeah. I was in Mesa and had no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I picked up skydiving, um, you know, I guess we just gotta start from like the beginning of like you know yeah 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 of like where you know how, how that became to be like how, how do you like want jumping me to tell off you? jumping off the roof as a kid yeah. with the whoopie <laughs> yeah what's so, a whoopie so? yeah a, whoop, a whoopie man it's like uh, so it's it's like <laughs> the greatest gift that you know Uncle Sam has ever like contrived ever okay and essentially what it is it's like this big nylon blanket right and it's like like silky smooth like nylon on the outside yeah yeah and on the inside it's like you know that teddy bear kind of stuffing. But okay. just a little bit, so just enough to give you kind of like a blanket type thing. It's an army thing. It's an army thing, yeah. And like, so everybody gets one. The Air Force gets one. The Marines do. You get the a army movie. guys. Everybody gets a fucking movie, man. Okay. And so you wrap that thing around you, and it's just like heaven. You're like, oh my god, this is the warmest, most comfortable blanket that has ever been developed by like NASA scientists. It's great. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. So growing up, I grew up in like Hudson Valley in New York, which is about. The what valley? Hudson Valley. Hudson Valley. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's a home of like Marist, uh, like Poughkeepsie, like we talked about, Po Town. Po Town. Yeah. Poughkeepsie. <laughs> I was like, who <laughs> fucking says gets the, to say Poughkeepsie? The ghetto <laughs> <laughs> place, man. Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Poughkeepsie. Yeah. All right. And and General George fucking Washington also. Yeah. So his like uh, he had a, a camp there. In Poughkeepsie? No, not in Poughkeepsie, but like yeah, like right in like the Newburgh area. I mean, I forget the name. So it's is like Northern me. New York, Connecticut. No, it's actually like southern New York, so it's like okay. um, it's about fifty miles, sixty miles north of New York City, and it's like oh. right there on the val, like on you know the Hudson River Valley, so, so like a lot of historical stuff so, there. Yeah. So there's a Donald Trump fucking reserve right there. Yeah, I don't know, dog. Yeah, there's no like idea. a I, man golf, I, golf course maybe. No, 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 no. <laughs> there's a Trump reserve. Yeah. As you go north out of New York City towards no, Scott, well, I have the ranch. Yeah, yeah. it's like. The Trump National Forest or something. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not wild. kidding. No, that, that, you know how he is, man. He puts his name on everything. Yeah, it's like, but he probably had that before like a, the tagging. Yeah, I got you. Tagging everything. So, um, what were you? Your, your dad was military. Yeah. So, is like, there a base there? Yeah, there is. So, Stewart uh, Stewart Airfield <laughs> is a uh, is a small like you know regional airport that's up there. Um, and they have the Air Force, Marine Corps, and then uh, now they have the Army, too. Is that that big base we were talking about that's by the ranch? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's right near – if you can – if actually you can see the ranch kind of um, from Stewart Field when you take off, like, headed out towards, you know, Pennsylvania. So that's the place near. where the, the fucking 
A the C fives are like yeah. upside down, yeah. Yeah, just dude, carving that's through the sky. Yeah, just like shredding it. Holy that's it. shit! I, I used to know a dude who was the commander of that unit. He would come flying. Uh, oh man, it's like giving me like old memories because like when I was a kid. So it's kind of back up a bit. So my folks, that's where they settled. My dad's like from Long Island area. Uh, mom was in. Uh, Shout out to Strong Island. Yeah, it was Str- Strong Island, bro. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so. Um, yeah, and mom was from Newburgh. She settled kind of there, um, which is like the you know small like industrial town. Used to do like textiles and, and shit there. Um, they met at a small um, commuter airline called Command Airways, right? Okay. Command Airways had like a pits a pit special, which is essentially like a big long, um, like blown out uh, sky van, right? You know, okay. back ramp everything. And so, believe it or not, they the, really the ranch would would contract that airplane to do their jumpers too. Right, sweet. They would. They, they might, take the seats out. And yeah, they take the seats out, and do what they needed to do, and just slap them right back in. It was called, t- what was the plane called? It's called. It's um, man, I think it was like a shorts or like a, yeah, I think it was called a shorts or like it was like a dash eight. I can't. I can't, oh, right, rem- right. I can't remember. Dash eight's the engine, I think. Yeah, yeah it's shorts. It's a big, a big, big ass sky van. It looks like a big ass sky van. Yeah, I, the, the name is escaping me. Nice. If, I, if I hit the Google machine, I, I can uh, show yeah, you. Yeah, right, right, right. Don't know. I no. just like airplanes. Yeah, 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 but, cool. yeah me, dude, me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone's just like blowing up about these politics online. I'm just like, yeah, I just, I just like airplanes. Airplanes, man. It's like, it shit yeah. goes up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they met there. Um, he was a captain with the airplane. Uh, captain in the, uh, in the airplane. She was one of the flight attendants. And then you know, oh, the classic nineteen sixties, fucking seventies. They lived that life like you have no idea. Like really? it would, that's how they lived, man. Right, right. And so, like, I, I don't know if I was conceived <laughs> in the air, but like, I kind of want to believe it. Mile high, baby. <laughs> yeah, flies in your blood. Yeah, it is. It's in my blood. If I, if I cough, man, a feather will come out. You know, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I cough, a feather will <laughs> yeah, come no, out. No, but like, yeah, all, that's cool. Yeah, all the cheesiness aside, though. Yeah, so like my uh, my folks met there. Um, my dad, you know, he he'd been in the army for about eleven years or so. Okay. Um, and he was at like in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, the hundred first, and like when army aviation was kind of up and coming. And then he's like, you know what, this is great, but I want to fly. And they wanted to take him out of the cockpit. He's like, I'm done. And so he uh, he found a unit that was you know close to home where Long Island was, which was in, in Stewart Field. Uh-huh. And, you know he found a job working for you know um, from IBM. They had like a little S seventy six commuter helicopter. They take him down in the city, and then he got a job with Commander Airways. Sick. You know? And so he's staying in the reserves. This helicopter unit's at the same place where his work was. Met my mom. You know, then they got married. Um, so he's flying planes and choppers. Yeah, he flew both, man. Like, yeah, fucking d- 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 dude, badass. Yeah, he's your, dad, got, your like, dad's badass. Yeah, my, my dad is, like, um, is definitely one of my, like, heroes. I, I don't you know, see... Sure. Dude, I know a t- shit ton of pilots, and they either fly helicopters or they fly airplanes. Yeah. Nobody flies both. Uh, Sergio Sampler flies both. Yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. that's it. Josh Langdon doesn't even fly. Dude, uh, both of these are going to be guests on the show. But yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah, man. So um, when I was a little kid, um, the day I knew I wanted to fly, I'm out there and like I loved GI Joe growing up. That was like one yeah, of my yeah. Oh my god, my favorite TV shows. Go, Joe. I had like I had like the helmets and like the, the action figurines and like the little plastic guns. How's the song go? Yeah, like GI Joe. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Go, yeah. Joe. Where are they <laughs> Yo, go? Joe. <laughs> yeah. No one is half the battle. That's, that's right, kids. The other half is violence, pure, <laughs> unadulterated <laughs> violence. Cobra Commander and Destro <laughs> and shit. Those guys are dope, yeah, man. Yeah, Snake Eyes, man. Like Red, snake la- red Lasers and Blue Lasers. Who's your f- dude, Snake Eyes was the fucking best dude, character. he was cool, man. Was he limited? I, nobody had a Snake Eyes. Everybody had a Destro with a Chrome Dome. Snake Eyes is hard to get. Yeah. And he had those, like, sweet swords, too. Oh, dude. He's like, come mess up. Fucking Snake Eyes. <laughs> so we used to build model airplanes. Yeah. Like, 
fucking meticulously, mm -hmm. like oil spots. And we take cotton balls and come off the jets and paint the inner room red. Dude, that's awesome, man. Right? But hold on. This yeah. story is fucking terrible. <laughs> we go out and we like build these dirt mounds. This is in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And we set our models up and we set G.I. Joe's up. And we'd fucking blow up everything. We're just like, dude, no, we're like M80s and shit. We put them in, and snake eyes, boom. <laughs> we'd burn them. Dude, that's oh, so terrible. We'd blow them up, dude. We'd stick M80s or not M80s. Black cats in M80s, dude. Yeah. M80s in the models and black cats on the you guys. Can't, you can't do that now. People would lose their minds lose and, their and, the, and their fingers, too. But, like, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, so we're out, I'm out in the back porch and, like, I would just watch G.I. Joe. I'm out there. I have my little, my little helicopter out there flying around, you know, yeah. um, and living my best life as a young kid. And then, <laughs> dude, I look up and I hear the sound of all these helicopters. I look up and it's my dad and his whole flight company of, like, 10 helicopters. And they're coming, like, I'm talking like out of like that scene from you know Apocalypse Now when it's like dun 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 dun, dun and like airplanes or the helicopters are like flying like right yeah, past yeah. the camera like they're all coming straight at us and like there's there's a sound that Huey makes uh -huh. right it's like that that stereotypical like wop 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 noise and like he's here man all humming like coming right at us right you know? right right like in like Charlie Don't Surf like yeah. in uh in the same movie man and like that's your dad he, he's here he comes he comes flying over like right in the lead helicopter right over the house like 20 feet and it's like I'm like, oh my god! My my mom's like, that's your dad. And then so we, like all the helicopters peel off, and he comes like right over the house, and he's hovering like slowing down like this. And I just remember him looking out the window, and he's waving. Yeah, right? yeah. And then, like his baby boy, dude. And like that's like one of my favorite. Like that's like where my dream was born at that very minute. Like as a young kid. Oh man! All so, I've all I've given my kids is like they want to see daddy swoop. <laughs> That's still, that's still pretty cool, over their heads, but they would have fly parachutes, man, yeah. not helicopters. God there you go. But hey, it's, it's like it's it's like you got to water the seed young, man. You gotta yeah, water yeah, they're, so, they're they're gonna be pilots. There's no doubt. That's about awesome. It. That's all we're doing. So they uh, so we we um, he would take us out to like the hangar, and uh -huh. we like we hang out in the hangar. We're playing GI Joe in the real helicopter, yeah, man. Fuck like, yeah. Me and all the hangar kids, you know. And then after he was done with work, because he was like the commander, so he he would stay really late. Um, and then afterwards, say, hey, do you want to go on the hill and watch airplanes take off? I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And so we get in his car and we drive up all the way to the top of Stewart. has this one little overlook point that's above the hangars. And it looks like up to Hudson River. And mm -hmm. the sun sets like kind of off to your, like, your back left. you know. And you're looking out the whole airport in Hudson Valley. Right. And he's, all the airplanes are taking off. Like C5s. Like, oh, that's going. fucking crazy. C5A galaxies are yeah. fucking humongous. They're you huge. guys don't know what the damn deal yeah, is. It's, the, the tail's five stories tall. You can fit you can fit an SR seventy one Blackbird inside the belly of a C five A galaxy. And they're flying like they're king ears. Yeah, they're they're awesome machines. Like they're incredible machines, dude. They're huge. Incredibly huge. huge. Yeah. And they fly agile like mm -hmm. a fucking bird. That's dope. I know. Dude, the Hudson River's huge. Yeah, it's about a, at like the widest point. It's maybe about like two miles across at the widest point, and that's it, actually like right near where we lived. It's you know? salt water though, right? It's kind of like it depends like where you know it's on the brack latitude. Or whatever. Yeah, it's brack or it's like or it's like actual salt. Like as you get closer to the city, right? But, like, dude, we watch those take off, man. And he would ask, "Hey, what's that one?" I'm like, "That's an MD." Yeah. You know, we he'd teach him what they all are. You know, and he's like, "Hey, I fly that one too." Like for the airlines, or like, "Hey, look at that." It's like, "Wouldn't you want to do that someday?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like absolutely." Uh, so that's you how know. he got you. Yeah, that's that's how I I, I got the bug immediately, and so like I go back home to mom, and mom's like all about like totally helping me live my my army man little boy life, you know, 
And so, uh, so she sold the military. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So her her father, like my grandfather, was in the uh, in the Marine Corps um, mm-hmm. at the Chosen Reservoir. For like anybody who's ever been in the Marine Corps, it's gonna listen to this. Um, like he he was a first sergeant in the uh, in the first Marine Division in uh, Fox Company First Marines. I think like second battalion. I, I don't know which one specific unit, um, but it's Chesty Polar's brigade. And if you know anything about like military history. Like, bro, like, Chesty Puller is the Marine of, like, all Marines. Okay. Like, this dude. Chesty. Chesty, man. Like, yeah, yeah. he's one of, like, the most badass motherfuckers, like, of all time. All right. So, and, so like. And Grandpa was in and his. And that's Grandpa. Yeah, so Grandpa is, like, a first sergeant for him. So, he's, like, okay. my grandfather's like, one of the top NCOs in his unit, right, as a brigade. When he when Chesty Puller was a brigade commander. So, like, there's a bunch of, like, senior enlisted guys. So, my grandfather's responsible with health and welfare of, like, 100 Marines. Right oh, wow. at the Chosen Reservoir, which is like one of the most like ferocious battles of the Korean War that like Chosen. we ever have. Chosen Reservoir, yeah. Right. So he got he got the Silver Star and a Purple Heart there, and like Ooh. that's that's a story for another time. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But he, he, there's a lot of bad people on Earth that are not walking around anymore because because Beep was my grandpa. That's what we called Chesty. him growing up. Yeah. What'd you call him? We called him Beep. Was like was my grandfather. It's like Beep, like Beep, like Beep, Beep, like on a Jeep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's Beep, Beep on the Jeep. It's funny how families come up with like you know little easy things to their grandparents. You know, like my 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 eldest cousin Darren, he couldn't he couldn't say grandpa, so we call him Beep. You can say that. Yeah, but like so. Wait, wait. As a child, what was your favorite plane? My favorite plane growing up as a oh, kid, man. P thir- the P thirty eight Lightning. The P thirty eight. Yeah, P thirty eight. Man, it's oh, little, that yeah. was my fucking. Why not favorite the fifty eight? Like the fifty eight? Yeah. P fifty eight. Wait, what was the P? The P. It's like P- you talk about the Mustang. Yeah. Fifty one. P fifty one. I did like the I'd like the P fifty one, but I liked how the P thirty eight had two engines, man, like a King Air. Oh, it did. Yeah, it had like those two engines. It was like the the Germans call it like the Forktail Devil or like two pl- or it was like. Two air, uh, one wing, two airplanes, or something ridiculous oh, really? like that. Yeah, it was really cool looking. Um, but actually, like we were talking about Robin Olds, like he flew that in the Second World War. The P thirty eight. P thirty eight. Yeah, and he flew a couple other ones too. Right, right, and then right. I like the A ten too, man. That oh, was the like, Warthog oh is a God, fucking dude. beast, dude. <laughs> yeah, burr, burr. anyway, uh, my buddy Lee flew Warthogs. That's and just oh, man, that's cool, dude. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, the Mustang P fifty one Mustang. Yeah. Wasn't it water injected? Is that right? Uh you know I don't know. I think it might have been water cooled. Um, the water I, injected. Water I, injected. I, yeah, I thought, man, I may have been told something wrong. No, it's like, probably it's, it was a. It they was could a, pull a nozzle, inject water that's hot steam, and give it a boost. Really? Yeah. Because I, I know it was a supercharged engine. You know, like, they had like a Merlin, a Merlin engine, which was like mm-hmm. you know a British engine that they kind of re-engineered. And like I, I really don't know a whole lot, so I don't want to sound like a doofus. No, <laughs> right. Right. But like, I know it was like a, a very iconic airplane. They kind of changed the way that we fought in in the World War. Have you World War. have you flown an A ten? Dude, I have not, but I I am. Uh, I would love to. Right, right. So, yeah. what's your favorite Air, plane that you've flown? Favorite airplane I've ever flown? Damn. Um, so, I, th- I got to fly the extra 300, um, which is like a, uh, you know, like the Red Bull Air Race airplanes? Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. Like, they're like that, except like okay. a two seater, like trainer. Sick. That's like that. And like extra Like an RV, right? But better? It's kind of like extra 300 is like an aerobatic airplane. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're familiar with like, the, you know, the National Aero uh, Aerobatics team. Okay. So, like, Patty Wagstaff was like one of the, like, you know, okay. top aerial competitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like I went to her school as part of like the space thing and we'll talk about later. Yeah. And dude, like I got to fly like with her crew in that airplane and we were like doing like snap aileron rolls and like, you know, like uh, we're doing like huge like, you know, emblem and turns, you know, like, inside loops, outside loops, so like knife edges. It was it was fucking awesome. <laughs> like, it, was, like, it was absolutely awesome. So that was just your favorite plane you flown. Yeah, so my it's probably my favorite airplane I've ever flown. Blackhawk is an amazing machine. It's a helicopter though. So you you're, you're dual too, you airplanes and yeah. helicopters like pops. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, you couldn't do anything less, huh? <laughs> That's pretty rad. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, like, we were, I, I'll never forget this, like, when we were talking about the whole Wubby thing, to kind of, the, yeah, yeah. To, oh, yeah, to circle yeah. back, and so, like, kind of, like, my, my desire to jump out of airplanes, like, totally fueled by G.I. Joe, number one, okay. and then number two, like, I'm out there, I got this little Jansport backpack on, you know. They used to skydive in G.I. Joe? What's that? Yeah, yeah, they, remember, their helicopter man. blew up, man, like, Wild Bill, if his helicopter blew up, boom, he's coming out, like, like shooting his fucking like oh, pistols fucking and like, <laughs> <laughs> like laying, laying dudes out and stacking bodies you know yeah, yeah. under canopy <laughs> under canopy yeah. yeah and so like I'll never forget that she took like this this nylon like I don't know what this line was for but it was just like a it was just like a uh, like a fencing a fencing line you know for like you know plants and stuff my, right. my grandfather was living with us at the time and he would like do you know tomatoes vegetables all that stuff so we used his little like his string and she tied it on the corners of the Woobie Man. And then oh. she tied all those lines to, like, the little, like, handle loop on oh, the, the backpack. Jansport. Oh, you had a canopy. Oh, my God. I had a canopy, dude. And it was my first base jump. Boom. Off the swing set. Eight feet. Boom. Nice. Got it. <laughs> it was, like, a total Wild E. Coyote moment. I jumped off. Like, I remember, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go, Mom. And she's, like, and she's standing there watching me like a hawk, you know. So I climb up the, the swing set. And I go to get higher, and she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And so I jump off the first time. It's like five, six feet off the ground. Right. And I like pull, I jump and like in the air, and I throw, I grab like behind my neck, and I grab the backpack, right. you know, and like the, the whoopee in it. I throw it up in the air, and I land on the ground, and I'm on the ground, and it was like Wild Coyote, like boom, ground, and poof, can't right. over it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I went to get the aluminum. She went inside, and I was like, I kept jumping and jumping and jumping. And I grabbed the aluminum ladder. Like, we had this aluminum ladder against the side of the house that we used to, like, clean the gutters and stuff. And I grabbed that sucker, man. I put it up against the brick wall, right, and on the gutters. And she heard that that aluminum go clink. Uh, and I'm climbing up this thing. So I'm going on the roof now to jump off, <laughs> to jump off the roof. Geez. And she comes outside. She's like, why are you doing it out? And, you know, how, how moms are. But that's, like, when that was born. So like you fast forward like twenty years later, man. I'm in I'm in uh, I'm in Panama City, Florida, mm-hmm. right? Like we're in the Pine Barrens in the middle of the swampy like old municipal airport. Pine Barrens. Yeah. So like there's like pine trees everywhere. How'd you end up in Panama City? You were so in... yeah. So I, I got stationed in uh, in 2015. Okay. Um, I uh, I got stationed in uh, in Fort Rucker, Alabama, which is like the home of you know Army Aviation. Okay. You know? Alabama dog. Alabama. I know Alabama. I was just in Georgia, like shit. Like yeah. ding ding ding. Yeah, ding, yeah. Ding, okay. Ding. But they have they have helicopters on everything. Right. Like, helicopters and peanuts on everything. You know, yeah. it's just like, but they're great people. Yeah, of like, course. You know, it was it's a really unique place to kind of hang out for a while. So I'm uh-huh. stuck there. Like flight school was there, so I'm familiar. You know, and uh, you know, so that assignment though it was just like a six to you know nine month, depending on what my training was after the class, of like no flying. And, you know, and for me, that's like, you know, like taking like actually like the wind out of my sails. And right, I was like, right, I have right, to have right. this to stay sane. You know, I got like, that's where my heart belongs. What you were doing, like book work or something? Yeah, it's all, it's school. It's like, it's yeah. like professional military education. Yeah. So like, you, you're like, he's going to class, you know, like you're, it's like right. kind of like a, uh, like a master's degree program, but not really. Right. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. right. Yeah. So like, we're in there learning about stuff, you know, like strategic level army planning and all that, all that bullshit. And um, so I'm like, I want to go fly. I got to have something to keep me sane. And a couple weeks went by. I kept trying to get into this flight school. There's a flight school that's like right near there in Enterprise, Alabama. And like that airplanes. I'm like, y'all want to do this? This is perfect. Like now it's the time. I have like, I'm home at 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock every day. This is like a dream deal. Right. I could go, you know, during my lunch hour and then go start flying and get my airplane ticket. And then boom, good to go. Like the school was booked for like a year. And I was like, man, this sucks. It kind of got in a little bit of a funk. Um 
you know, and it kind of like took a toll on me personally. And I was like, man, mm -hmm. this like really sucks. Um, and then like not really depressed, but let's kind of get like, you know, you know how you get like a funk. Yeah, yeah, You're like, yeah. Yeah, man, sorry, like, this is great, but it's kind of sucks. I don't want to do anything. I, wanna, I just want to fly. I want to be in the air. Right. You know, and uh, then it just like sparked on me, dude. Like I, I actually, I might have been like moving some army gear around. I found the whoopee uh -huh. and then boom, light bulb. You know. Oh, I would go jump up there. Yeah. <laughs> so then I, I go, uh, I go online and I, I pull up my phone and I look like you know skydiving near me, and then you know Jen and Tony uh, Antonovich, their their drop zone popped up. Shout out to Jen and Tony. Okay. You know, and then like that's Panama City. Yeah, skydive Panama City, SPC. Yep. Uh -huh. And so like their their drop zone popped up, and I called him, and I was like, hey. I want to come down, you know, you know, be a skydiver, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, sounds great, man. Come on down. I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. So I hop in my Jeep and I fucking tear off, man. Like, down through at the back roads of Alabama to get this place about an hour away. You know, so I show up and, like, they got, like, two Cessnas, you know, doing turns. You oh, know, right it's, it's, That's dope. Dude, it's a busy drop zone. And the coolest part about... Yeah, that's you know, super dope. Two dude, Cessnas is perfect. Dude, the, the coolest part about Jen and Tony's... Well, it five was, Cessnas is yeah, perfect, but yeah. That's, that's crazy. Five? <laughs> well, no, only two are going to run, but yeah. you'll have five of them. Yeah, in case one breaks, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> dude, like, the, the best part about their drop zone is that, like, it's, like... It is the epitome of like the mom and pop, like family DC environment. That's like, where we're from, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of like how I grew. Like that's how I was introduced into the sport, you know. And like I, I looked at it initially. I'm like, okay, you know, if I'm a pilot, I, I'm gonna be flying airplanes and helicopters. I want to do aerobatics eventually. I should probably know how to like jump out of one. Right. You yeah. Know? That's and, a good thought to have. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> like, kind of like, yeah, I want, I want to do this, but it, it kind of was like, you know, it only. Um, it was only going to be something that I was going to do just to say, like, hey, okay, I've got my license, and I'll stay current if I like it. Right. You know, it was one of the things to conquer, you know, aviation, another discipline, you know, another challenge for me. Mm -hmm. And then, like, very serendipitously, I, I show up, and you know, I do, like, you know, a couple tandems with them. I had done one in, in – uh, I had done one, like, a long time ago in, in uh, Palm Beach, Florida, like, right before I left – right as I came back from Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, I want to do this, but I didn't have the money. Um, and then I uh, did a couple of tandems there, and then I was like, I'm hooked. Like, I want this so bad. Right, right, right. And then I, I gave I gave Jen my credit card, and I was like, <laughs> let's do this. So um, favorite DZ you've been to? My favorite DZ? Yeah. Man, that's, that's a hard question because, like, you know, like we like I'm sure like everyone's got their loyalty. This is my home. This is where I right, grew right, up. Right. You know, and then, like, I came to Texas, and, like, people were, like, super friendly. And then, like, I kind of came to a time when there was still a little bit of bad blood between San Marcos at the time and Lone Star. Mm -hmm. And then, like, and then Temple was kind of floating around there. And, like, um, yeah, I've been I've been to, like, not all over the country, but, you know, I've been to I've been to the ranch and then the land and then here in Texas and mm -hmm. overseas. Right. Man, I, it's a hard. I don't know. Um Hey man, you just want a free week of skydiving at this place? Where would it be? <laughs> you know, I'd probably go home to, to Panama City, man. Really? Yeah, that's Fucking where I cool. go. That's where I go. Fucking cool. Because like, just like it's a super veteran heavy atmosphere. You know, like it's just like it's just no place like home, man. Right on. Know? Yeah, yeah. How many different helicopters have you flown? I've flown, I think, like four or five. And how many airplanes? Uh, like let's say two or three. Okay. Yeah, four maybe. 
Okay, um, how many canopies have you flown? How many? I've flown, dude. I I don't know, man. Like maybe like five, six. What's your favorite canopy? My favorite. I I like the pilots, dude. You know, I'm still relatively young in the sport. Uh huh. Um, I'm not like quite at the level to get into all, like that swoopy, you know, the, awesome the like cross braced, you know, <laughs> like swoopy. just flying out of fucking the stratosphere with my hair on fire. Like right. maybe someday, but like I, I like this a nice like, like if I can get a good glide going, man, mm-hmm. like a good you know something will take me far. You know, and then like I can I can hang around in in the air longer. It's kind of like who makes the pilot? It's PD, right? Uh, I th- I think it's Aerodyne makes the pilot. Aerodyne makes oh Aerodyne I, I does make so. the pilot. You like yeah. the Aerodyne it's, pilot? It's huh? okay. I mean, like it. Hey, I mean, like I haven't flown a lot of canopies. I've flown. Uh, yeah. Okay. Not you know, really, huh? Not really. There was one that I flew that uh, uh, Andreas. Um, I just saw Andreas this morning. Yeah, dude. I he, did. I made a yo, jump. Shout out to Andreas, man. Yeah, he's on the plane. He wants to be on the show. Yeah, he should, dude. He's a good dude. You gotta talk. He's a to cool him. dude. Yeah, he's like he is the epitome of the American dream. The, that's like the yeah, hard work. He's doing like, it. Humble, he's humble bro. Doing it. Yeah, yeah. But like he he gave me he let me borrow his rig one day and I'm like, yo, this thing is fucking awesome. Yeah, I was like whipping it around, having fun, and then like it was a great land. I forgot what he was flying then. Okay, but it was Aerodyne. I, I think he. I want to say it was like a, a Pulse or something like that, or okay. fu- I think it was a Fusion that he. Wow. Yeah, it's so like yeah, I I learned right there at uh at Skydive Panama City, you know, uh-huh. like dude, I'm telling you, man, like it was like down in Florida, you know, <laughs> like you've seen like those things like Florida Man like does this and like people wear certain shit, so like the like the the ensemble for the DZ was like guy your SPC shirt and then like some sort of military like macro made cargo pants, oh right, like you cut those things off and you made them shorts, like everybody had those. You know, and like, and that was like our thing, man. It was like our right. hallmark. Everyone had a great cookie. Everybody, you know, right. and that was like nice. our, that was like our unofficial uniform. And like, if you if you had that, like, you were one of the bros. Oh, that's know? pretty cool. Or one of the girls too. There were a couple couple girls there too. Yeah, but you know, that's the, the family fucking. Yeah, man. And like, feel. dude, like, like I would show up there and just give me a fucking hug. They're like, yo, I haven't seen you forever. You know, right, right. Come here. You know, that's how it was. So, um, favorite country that you visited? I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, Dude, like, it's that's really hard, but definitely like Croatia was fucking awesome. Croatia, oh my god, what's up with Croatia? It's beautiful. Like, it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. Greece is like right there with them, but Croatia is gorgeous. Like, in what way? It's 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 really weird. You know how like you know there's a lot of limestone. You know that Texas has, and like you know it creates these really beautiful like all this beautiful water. Right. So Croatia is like right across you know from Italy, which like I would say they definitely like Italy is up there. Greece, Croatia, um, and then and then a little bit um, Spain. A little bit Spain was really nice too. Um, but dude, like Croatia is just gorgeous. Like it's like it's like something out of a James Bond movie. It's like that beautiful. Right it's crystal clear. Like you know that like aquamarine, like crystal clear water. You know, and the food is like all like the and all the seafoods like boom right there. You just like catch it. What's your best in. food that you've had around the world? Favorite meal. Favorite meal. So I was in I was in Sweden uh-huh. up in Stockholm like right during their king's birthday which is like the most wild event you could ever imagine okay. in Swedes right, right Swedes right. are like very like uptight like like kind of people if you watch like the series Norsemen on Netflix not yet it's funny yeah, yeah. it's like but they're very like they're very like kind of quirky people but uber friendly um like when you get to know them but they're like oh, don't not talk to me do I know you you know yeah um but we sat down at this restaurant like like right outside like the king's like castle area. And like they brought out this reindeer steak, dude. And reindeer like, steak. yo, this thing was like, it looked like something out of like TV. Like, it was like this beautiful like fillet that was like marbled just a little bit, but like it was like a purple kind of like you know 
that purple rare looking kind of meat. Yeah. And it was just delicious. It was like they put like peppercorn on it and like these like wild berries from out of the forest and like little, little pine needles. Oh, fuck. Like it was like crazy. a true like Viking meal, man. We had like yeah. this, we had this big flagon of mead. Like me and my friends sitting there were drinking, having a great time. Mead, yeah. Yeah, dude. So <laughs> it was a wild cool, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Space. Sure. You you've designed a spacecraft that could take off as under its own power. Yeah. So like um so like if like as you as you know man like for for uh, like my love for for flying and for space like like we were talking about like I look up at the moon like when I was a right. kid and like I I still have like that right. um, that enchanted you know like completely mesmerized by you know the space program and traveling through space and like you know um you know like just kind of like how that's like the pinnacle of human achievement and exploration right. and like, I wanted to be part of that um, and I, I do some other stuff that we can maybe talk about a little later. Um, where I get involved in like commercial space, you know, research and like education and outreach. Right. Do like bi- bioastronautics and astronomy, which is like the study of the upper atmosphere. Right. Um, and then like some extravehicular activity, EVA stuff, you know, like tools and like spacesuits and equipment and all that stuff. Right. Um, and an organization I'm part of, um, which is called Project Possum. It's based down like out of Boulder, Colorado. Okay. And like that's like they're trying to take like everyday citizens and make them, you know, essentially the next group of astronauts because space is for everyone. Right. You know, space isn't just for NASA or for Blue or for Blue Origin or SpaceX or Sierra Nevada Corps. Like, dude, space is going to be for everybody. Right. And so I, I kind of started my own, you know, little uh, aerospace like research group. Right. Um, a couple years ago, and I designed it essentially as a spacecraft that can take up on its own power like an airplane, and as it's flying through the atmosphere, it changes its shape. Right, air to like to defeat you know kind of some aerodynamic principles and frictions, mm-hmm. um, and then like the rocket equation uh, to kind of like not necessarily cheat those things that because it's really hard you can't really cheat physics and math, right. but you can change it a little bit you know to offer you know uh, kind of workarounds for different flight regimes. So essentially, what that airplane that I designed does does that. So like Sick. it's not like an old principle. It's kind of like you know how the F fourteen you know like t- yeah. Yeah, Tom, wings, yeah, man, yeah. Tom Cruise sitting in there, boom, like Mach 2, wings fold, you know, yeah. flying around. It's like Mach 1.8, but, like, you're, you're blasting. <laughs> you're blasting. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm fucking a nerd, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what is the future for space travel? Do you believe it's uh, commercial or is it going to be mining? Commercial. You think the mining? The, the mining will come. The mining will come when the technology is ready. So, like, yeah. right now we're kind of, like, we're. But, see, it's, 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 it's hard to transport material. So we're gonna have precisely. To, we're gonna have to get them from up there. We're yeah, not we're, bring we're, them from or here. make them there. Or make them or there. Make them there. there. Yeah. So like one of the yeah. big issues is like we we're talking about the rocket equation. Yeah. And so like you know rockets are inherently expensive. The rocket equation heavy. is how much fuel it takes to get up and get home, right? Kinda, yeah. So okay. like it's 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 what means it's like so you're taking like if I want to launch this coffee cup right here on the table, right? So I need a propellant that's in the cup so that equivalents to its weight, the shell of the cup, mm-hmm. and then the payload I want to put on top of it. So right. if I want to launch something into space. You know, like, if I say, like, a 200-pound person or you and me want to go, right? We're right. going to from space. So, like, we got to get on a rocket that's going to have enough, uh, enough. Uh, it's light enough, it has enough, you know, propellant, and it has, you know, the, the right, you know, Goldilocks zone of mass to get us to our desired, right. you know, altitude, you know, with all that stuff on board. It's crazy, man, because they talk about rocket science, like, this shit will blow your mind. It's literally rocket science, and you're yeah. sitting there crunching the numbers, you're like, oh, my God. It was crazy, man. Is that like we sent people to the moon with slide rulers, you know? Yeah, and, we did. We yeah, did. and then like you know with stuff with the slide rule, dude. The slide rulers and like a computer that's like you know half the half the power, like a 
your watch, man. Like, right. Not even. I already know. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it was the size of a refrigerator. And that was advanced <laughs> when they put that motherfucker in the Apollo. That's crazy. Yeah. And so um, it's it's an, it's an incredible um, you know, thing to be part of, especially the organization. Um, they're like a phenomenal group of people. You know that you know have de- have devoted some of their life, you know, to or in some cases, some everybody, you know, to like making space accessible for everybody, to teaching, to inspire, to be an ambassador of Earth. Right you know, on. like most importantly, you know, like if I had the opportunity to do that, you know, and represent not just you know a nation individually, which I would love to, like represent you know the United States and NASA, that'd be awesome. Um, but most importantly, like Earth, man. Yeah. You know, like being a representative of the human race to go where no one's ever gone before. And that's like the thing that inspires people to become, you know, engineers and mm-hmm. and pilots and mathematicians, you know, and astronomers. A lot really that stuff that contributes, you know, towards who, that. Who has the right idea? Is it SpaceX? Is it Blue Origin? Is it Nevada? Who Who is... So like the NASA doesn't have the funding, so they're not even a player right now. So I'd say NASA... So NASA is, you know... They're a government organization, so they're going to be they're going to face operational friction, and, and stuff that goes along with Congress and politics. So they'll always be at bay uh, to what you know Congress says and like what who's in who's in the presidency and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. What what the national priorities are, but so like they're they're they could be a powerhouse, man. Like they they put us on the moon, you know, like yeah. within a decade, which is which is awesome. However, you know some of these other organizations, you know, like SpaceX, Blue Origin. You know, uh, Firefly right here in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ad Astra that's out in you know down in Texas that's making a, a really cool like plasma rocket. Some of these organizations are going to be the front runners to you know to really reach out and go beyond what you know the the state run organizations can't do. Right. You know, and then another thing is like you know a whole core of people like we have general aviation right now. We're gonna have like general space. Right. right, right. So, like, guys, you know, guys and gals and their own rockets, you know, or their own space vehicles, you know, that are privately owned. You know, or individually funded, they're going to be you know the future of this thing. That's awesome, and it's a collective effort. You know, like no man, no man or woman stands alone on this thing. You know, like we are all in this together. Right like, on. Yeah, I, I had mentioned earlier that like you know, um, you know, to get to space, you have an army of people, of friends, family, you know, supporters, people that are helping you get there. Right. You know, and like that's like it's like stay humble, dude. Yeah, right know? on. <clears throat> Who, who's who's developing those inflatable? Space station. Oh yeah, so Bigelow Aerospace makes this like really like far out. Dude, that is dude, the it shit. Is really cool looking. Like that's a great idea. Like hats it's the off. The best to those idea. Dudes. Can you imagine the space on the inside? It's yeah. protected from all the radiation. It's made out of like used tire material and like metal, surrounded by rubber. It can't be pierced. It's really thick, and they can inflate it, so you don't have to build a giant structure. Isn't that? Right. It's pretty cool, man. Because it's like, like a basketball. Yeah, and then like if you have in like the most important thing is you can pack it up and it's compact. You pack it up and then yeah. inflate a giant structure. It's great because like mass is a thing, you know. Like you, you mass is a mass thing. Is, mass is a thing, man. Like <laughs> you're, you're limited by how much you can put in a certain space, right, right? You know, and if you can like have a super dense space, you know, space module and a cardboard box. Yeah, and know. it inflates to a fucking giant dome. Boom, boom. How about um? Printers on the moon using moon dust Dude. to build structures <laughs> in the fucking caverns. Tr- is that not dope? Is yeah. that not happening? <laughs> so there's there's two things I want to I kind of talk about that. Okay. I, I met this awesome, awesome uh, lady. Um, she was in Austin. I was actually driving for Uber. I was making mm-hmm. making some dollars, you know, to put you know gas in the airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I run into this lady, and she's she represents an organization called Made in Space. And like she was here talking to some people in in the city. Um, about how to get her 3D printers into space on the space station. 
Right. And like that is where it's going to be at. So like, well, yeah, dude, manufacture the parts. I'm why telling you, send up the parts. I'm telling you, man. Like that's you send like, up tubes of goo, <laughs> right? That can harden under heat or something, yeah. become metal, stronger than metal, or, plastic. Or what you can do, with like what my organization wants to do, is go collect all the junk. Yeah, right, and just refine the junk. Oh and boom. fuck, that's a genius it's idea. Already, it's already there. It's already out there, and there's so much space. Just trademark. What are you gonna do? Don't you dare try to steal ah, that China. Uh, <laughs> don't oh, you, already don't on it. you dare. What would you use to collect it though? The things are fucking traveling a thousand miles an hour. So are you. I know. So you're gonna move it, and they, but they're going in all different directions, man. Yeah. So like, um, what's really cool is the Air Force tracks this stuff. Right. You know, so um, you hashtag Space it. Force. Holy yeah. fuck! Shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was legit. Alex, that's dope. That's yeah, a good idea. Yeah, so that's what my organization wants to do. I want to put like a space station in each orbit, right? So lower Thurbert, uh, you know, Mio, middle Earth orbit, mm-hmm. and then you know far Earth orbit, you know, way out there, their geostation, aka geo. You know, geostationary, which means you can like stay. Dude, we don't want the fuck KGO means. Hey, dog, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can't air a fucking quote KGO means. I don't even know what a fucking plasma engine is yet. Oh yeah, okay. So I will tell you about that right next. Okay, okay, go go with KGOs. Put them out uh, far as oh, orbit, put, put mid, them different, two and different lower, orbits. Yeah, so like and they'll track. And how would you how would you snatch them? Yeah, so like you know the mothership, you know, will have you know a bunch of little drones on there. Drones. Just, just just the way, yeah, like little yeah. drones. Um, yeah, yeah, and they just go snatch it up. And then yeah, so like we'll fly to you know we'll fly to the coordinates or where this junk is. You know, we'll match its orbit, match the speed, or come and... or come down to it, or launch you know smaller smaller you know. Uh, you know, bots or limpet drones, whatever, to grab this stuff and then bring it to the processing station. You know, cut it up, melt valu- it down, and boom. Yeah. You know how valuable fucking cleaning up the atmosphere is going to be. The, the thing, so like, there's a guy named Don Kessler, um, who had he was like this, you know, who like, NASA considered him a little eccentric, like back uh-huh. in like the you know the 90s and so. He was a dude that kind of said like, "Yo, we need to police, and you know, be have a deliberate plan of uh, of deorbiting our stuff once it's you, you reach right. its life cycle." Oh, yeah. Know? We gotta bring it back. We have to either service it in orbit, reduce it, deorbit it into the ocean, or burn it up in the atmosphere, you know, or reuse it. Reuse and so, it. like, and people could don like, yeah, don. You know, the technology isn't even remotely there yet. We're not that big of a spacefaring nation. Fast forward, you know, Pixar put out the movie Wally. And I only, right, right, right. I only bring out this one moment because, like, in in that movie, you know, when they're leaving Earth, they smash through all these, you know, in in like cartoon com- yeah, yeah, comic yeah, yeah. fashion, yeah. smash through all these the satellites. But like it's then later captured in another movie, um, in Gravity with Sandra Bullock, you know, uh-huh. like a piece of space debris hits an astronaut and kills somebody, right? And kills him and like right, right, destroys right. the whole international space station. Yeah. Dude, have you ever seen the graph of the tracking? It's like it's a nuts, yeah. Fucking, it's like a cloud. It's cool, right? Of degree, yeah. debris. Like, how do you? I mean, to to plan a launch, you got to dodge all that shit. Yeah. So like they have. So called, who's regulating that? So NASA. So NASA. Um, NASA helps. Like they call it. Like they have a, a launch window. So they have like a little. Like it's called pizza box. Mm-hmm. It goes up from the surface. So a couple kilometer. You know, a couple 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 plus kilometers outside of their targeted area where they're launching. Right. So if my altitude is like you know two hundred kilometers from Earth, you know, like I extend it how far I need it to go in order to capture where this debris is going to be. Talk to the Air Force. Go Air Force. We got stuff coming. It's like hold up. Yeah, we got some. You know. Yeah, and, and you just collect it. And, and then, like, you just track it, and, like, you kind of, it's it's just mitigated. It's just, like, you know how we mitigate risk in skydiving? Same way, man. I wonder I wonder how much trash is out there. What kind of structure could you, you could probably build something fucking huge. Here's the thing, man, is it, like, you could, you don't necessarily have to, it's just about consolidating the mass. So, you know, it's like, you know, you know, God bless his heart, man, you know, homeless dude on the road picking up those cans. Yeah. You know, he's going to turn those into some dollars so he can get himself, you know, a jug of water, whatever, whatever. Yeah. 
some some really tasty booze, like some Mad Dog 2020, whatever. Mad what, Dog. <laughs> Mad, I don't think they make Mad Dog. No, anymore. they do. They do. <laughs> All right. And so, like, yeah. So he's out there, you know, recycling, you know, and that's that's you know an environmental thing that's important for the earth. And we talk about climate change and environmental stuff. So that's how like I pitch this to people who you know could be potential investors. It's like, hey, this is a responsible, you know, climate, you know, conservation for the earth. Right. You know, earth isn't just you know a compromise of just what we have on terra firma here that we all you know breathe, walk around, touch. Right, right. It's stuff that's in space. It's celestial bodies like the moon. It's you know our orbits. Right, you right. Know, it's, it's responsible to make sure that we if we deorbit that stuff, man, we can reuse it too. Yeah. And that saves that saves dollar bills. You mean deorbit, land it, and reuse it? No, 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 no. So like when I say deorbit, like they um, oh, so take it out of rotating, yeah, and so, control it exactly. and melt it down. So like some of the stuff's flying around fifteen thousand miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, deorbit right? it. I got and you. So when you yeah. put fifteen thousand miles an hour, and then you you meet the atmosphere, you know, aerodynamic friction, it's gonna burn the fuck. It's gonna up. burn it to hell, man. Right, burn it up. So that's what guys do for deorbit that stuff. So yeah, aliens. Aliens. <laughs> So there's you're in the inside. You're the inside I'm, dude. I'm not the inside. You are the inside. In the Wazi Checker show right now, you're the inside dude. All right. It's all like right. It's not did, aliens. Did we, did we Area but 51? But it's aliens. Area 51 aliens. <laughs> what do you think as a just as Here a I am dude. dragging your ass through the desert. You know, like, <laughs> like, welcome to Earth, bitch. <laughs> Bow. <He's so> <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love. I love. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, Smith is the I shit, man. Oh, dude, hundred percent. So he, he flies both helicopters and airplanes too. Does he? Yeah, Will Smith? Yeah. So like, not in real life, but in the movie he does. In the, no, he, in the movie he does. All right. In the yeah, movie yeah. he does. <laughs> if he does. He gets. It's like, yo, let me borrow that. He just hops in the human. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> favorite helicopter. Favorite helicopter. Oh, favorite helicopter. Oh, dude, Blackhawk. Come on. H six four A. Come on. Apache? The fucking Apache, bro. Come on. Son. All right, so like, I, I love, I love my '64 brothers and sisters. I really do. They're great people. They go out and they fucking kill bad guys, you know. But, but you know, like, there's, you know, just like, you know, the bigger brother, middle brother, and the younger brother all like compete for dad's attention. Yeah. You know, and for like to praise everybody, it's the same with us, man. Like, there's some civil rivalry, but man, you pick on one, yeah. well, it's, right, 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 you know, right. like people are gonna go after him. But like, you know, that like. Of all the helicopters I've ever flown, man, like, and she she's pulling up that picture right now. Ooh. That was that's probably one of my favorite flights I've ever had. Yeah, so this is a picture of an 0858 uh, Charlie, mm -hmm. which is an old like trainer helicopter from uh, you know from flight school when they flew in Vietnam for a little while. And uh, that dude standing next to me is one of my best friends in the whole world. His name is Kirk Burrell. Shout out, Kirk yeah, Burrell. Man. What's up, Kirk? He's you know a native Texan. You know we were we dude we flew all around the world together, man. Like nice. we, were, we were out in uh, in Afghanistan together. We lived together for a while in New York, and uh, I saw him out. I saw him out in California. Are aliens real? Yo, oh my bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I think honestly, bro, they are. Like, of course they at, are. At some but level. do you have any evidence in the military that no. you know about? You've never heard. Oh, anything? Like I'm going to tell you, it's like you'll be like FBI. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, like Will Smith's coming here. It's like I need you to look into this thing for me right now. <laughs> I, I got. Need, you. I need you to look into it for me. I got you. Hey, no. can we pull? Oh, go ahead. Good. Go yeah. So Friday like, freak out. No, but like to to totally kind of answer your question like a yeah. little more serious. There's yeah. there's a there's a um, philosopher type dude named you know Fermi, and he has a paradox where you know mm -hmm. the universe is so vast with so many you know. Possibilities that life's out there but somewhere. It's out. It's definitely. Is, is it's it gonna, a soup. Is it going to be like you and me sitting here on radio talking about like, yo, you think there's aliens like way over there? Like probably not. Who knows? Or maybe. Or maybe. You know. You know. Maybe we'll find out someday. I mean, we're carbon based. Let's say something selenium based. What was that movie where the things were selenium based? They came back to Earth and all dinosaurs <laughs> and shit. 
<laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't remember, but I remember like uh, I, I can't remember what movie we're talking about. Oh, uh, what the fuck is that movie? They they're in Cali. The, all the dinosaurs come. No, no, and no. They, they kill them with head and shoulders. Get the get out of here, dude. It's a good fucking movie. It's a really good movie. <laughs> I'm serious. All right, all right. Anyway, all right. Let's do this uh, Friday freakout, son. You got any cutaways? I do not. Do not yet. How many years in the sport? So I've got uh, 207 jumps. Oh, this is the one. Look, 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 look. 14. This is the Cessna's dog. Oh, yeah, So look, man. they're on the 182. They're mm-hmm. calling out the wing for like an eight-way or some shit. Yo, I love the Cessna, man. And we've flown formations in Oklahoma back in the day. Ooh. But boom! boom. Ah, that's fucked up. Oh, fireball. fireball. Oops. Look, head down on the wing. <laughs> strut. Now, this is an old video, but God yeah, damn it, it's an oldie but goodie. Yeah, do you know anybody who was in this? Um, I I met a guy that knew a guy one time at a bar. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right, all right. So they're doing a formation, and I'm not sure, you guys. I know it's an old video. I should yeah. have some research. If yeah. the lower plane comes up, or the upper plane goes down, but they collide, all the jumpers get out, the pilots get out, and Alex says one pilot lands a plane. Yeah, so in this video, it's you don't see it in the video, but um, I, I read the NTSB report, uh-huh. and so what happened was when these dudes had this this collision, one the, the front airplane or the low plane rolls over the rear plane, uh-huh. right? And so, like, but he separates with, it hit, like, the, uh, it was, like, the left or the right wing. When it, In the process of rolling over, it totally, like, like cuts the wing spar. Yeah. And that's when you see that spark and that fireball, because that's where the, the gas is on All a system. All the fuel's in the wing. Boom, uh. you know? So that guy gets out, and actually, they think they said that was his first guy. And I was just so let him do a plane. He's like, shit. shit. Who loaded? And then the second guy, okay, the second guy, man, he had just like the wherewithal to be like, okay, is can I still fly? You know, am I on fire? So he's just prop out, no so, fire. So like, no, no fire. Just stable. I, th- I think he said that the prop was just fucked up, and he was still able to land. I don't think he dead sticked it in where like the okay. engine was off, like like uh, our bu- our bro Jared did. Right. Um. Shout out to Jared. Shout out to Jared. Wherever you are, my man. Motherfucking Yeti. Yo, goddamn I, Sasquatch. Oh, goddamn! I just off fire again. Uh, good dude. Yep. Good dude. Hey, he, oh, good move. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> oh shit! Just one wing. Yeah. That's nuts. Good thing is that door was open, man. That, oh. that centripetal force is gonna yeah, yeah, it, 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 that can pin you, dude. But dude, hold on, man. What have you got your backs, man? Oof. Dude, no, no, no. Fuck, man. Yeah, bro. That's that's nasty. So like that's like so the lesson in this video. And for those who are watching this, you know, in the future and listening to this thing, so like, is do two ways. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that that's, is, why, that's the lesson for watching. I'm gonna do, so I'm gonna do, do the pilot shit right now. Boys, in my hands like this, man. Yeah, I'm doing the pilot shit. But like, yeah. if you're if you're in a formation, right, you're supposed to maintain, you know, proper separation, you know, and um, you know, clearance from the other aircraft. You know, they have to visual like, hey, I see him. And, like, you have to have, like, your eyes on that guy or, you know, your wingman, like, all time. At all times. All times. It's like you your wingsuiting. If you're wingsuiting, same yeah. fucking thing, you have to keep your eyes. So you think he took his eyes off of him for a second. No. I thought So, like, you can lose visual reference. It happens all the time. You know, uh-huh. like, the Air Force has certain code words for it. You know, like, the Army's like, hey, I lost one. So, like, if I'm, if, if first airplane's one and I'm two and the second airplane. So, like, hey, like, I'm flying along my helicopter, my Blackhawk, you know, and here comes some fucking, like, huge flock of birds. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I kind of moved to the left to not hit him. And I'm looking around, you know, for the lead aircraft. I'm like, hey, I got one, one in sight. I got that guy. He's like, yeah. my, he's my wingman. I got him in sight, you know, or my sister ship, however you want to call it. And so, like, what it looked like in this video is that, you know, they're flying, you know, and the first airplane gets low or the second guy gets high, one of the two. Right. right? And so the other guy doesn't see him. He's like, ah, oh, shit, I lost him. And those high-wing airplanes, dude, 
Like you can't see above you right, that well. You can a little bit, but not that well. Not back, yeah. Not back. You know, unless you have like a like that the um, bubble, like the, a two hundred six bubble in the back. Yeah, yeah. or the or the cut through uh, on top of the wing. Okay. Some airplanes have that, but not very many. Um, right. You know, unless you're the dude's like right over you, you can't see him, and so he can't see him, and so like he's just as, from from what I'm looking at, like I could, I'm not gonna try to armchair pilot quarterback. I'm not that kind of guy. Right. But from what it looked like, is he lost a visual reference? You know, the guy... The, oh, the, the guy on top or the guy on bottom? The, both, man. So, right. like, the guy on the bottom is like, I don't know where my, my wingman is. The guy on the top is like, yo, I don't know where this guy's at. And, like, they're trying... They, I'm not sure if they're talking or not, where they were at. Um, but there's, like, a procedure for that. So if you lose visual... Like, if you, like, use visual references... You take my fucking breath away just thinking Yeah, man. So, like, hey, I'm turning left, you know, 20 degrees. This is the altitude I'm at. This is my airspeed. The other guy does the same thing. He turns another way. Right, like, right, right, right. Hey, I got you in sight. Yep, got you in sight. Cool. Let's link back but up. they're on the climb out. The door's open. The motherfucking skydivers are on the wing. Yo, dude. That's like... I don't know what... Uh, you know what could have happened? Is that, like... The weight... It, it, I'm not necessarily the weight, but like when they're when they're on the climb out, I'm not somehow jump pilot. I'm not gonna pretend to be one. Mm -hmm. um, when when he pulled out that that throttle to slow down, put flaps in or something, he could have ballooned. Second guy could have dropped altitude. Mm -hmm. That's probably what happened. He probably ballooned a little bit and popped over the other guy. But um, dude, that's a sketchy man. That's like I'm really happy that everybody walked away from I'm that. I'm fucking thank yeah. God, man. Yeah, right on, man. So uh, we're gonna end this session with a story sure. out of oh yeah. No shit that I was, Here thought I was go. going to die. <laughs> it's a book compiled by Tim Long and Doug Gar. Right on. Uh, what's the name of your story, Alex? All right, boys and girls. So this one is called Bear Ass End Up a Tree. So no shit, there I was. I did all the no-nos. I was not current. I had borrowed gear. And I was naked. But how could I pass up the chance to do a, what, a big way SCR record? B is in butt stuff? I, I don't know what that means. I'm going to keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the biggest bare naked uh naked lady bee, load to a, date. A bare naked. Yeah, bare naked, man. So he's like with a bunch of women having a great time, living his best life. So uh we built the formation, everything was working fine until pull time. I pulled and I waited and nothing. Reached around again and I felt the card uh deploy still tucked into its pouch. Tossed uh tossed that and waited. Waiting, waiting, waiting and nothing. Then I looked around. I elbowed the container, still nothing. About the time, the adrenaline in my body um, and the alarm in my head sent me grabbing for the reserve handle. I left my hand and I grabbed, um, sorry, I <laughs> my left hand grabbed and I gave uh, my left hand a hard punch with my right, uh, which put my hand-mounted altimeter right in front of my eyes. It read straight up zero. The kind of thing uh, stopped me right then. I, peaceful, I was peacefully aware of the pillow green Pillow of green, perfectly round tops of several foam poles rising beneath me. The mountains to the east were eye level and afternoon sunlight golden. It registered me that I was about to die. I remember thinking, well, this is not going to hurt. That's when I got the line stretch with just enough time to cross my legs and arms as I sank into an enormous green tree. <laughs> I landed seated on a branch and listened to the twigs, leaves crackling down the lawn below. Then an old lady came out the front door of my house, of the house, looked up and asked me if there's something she could do to help me. I said, "Yes, ma'am. Please. You got to give me some clothes cuz I don't I don't have any." <laughs> right? She said, "Oh my god, you don't." And she went back in her house. Immediately a car zoomed up, several guys from the DZ, DZ jumped out, threw me and the gear in the car, and we headed back to the DZ. But half an hour later, uh, the Elsinore police arrived to the DZ to investigate a report of a naked la <laughs> naked landy lady in some tree. A naked lady landing in somebody's tree. 
At least 100 people saw me free fall past the tree line in an hour before, but somehow nobody knew a thing about any naked ladies. The bemused cops left. Another no shit, there I was, story was born. Hindsight, note to self, on borrowed gear, it would have been useful and remembered to uh, remembered that a main ripcord handle is not the same place as a hand deploy, but a cutaway handle is. Holy shit. Yeah, dog, that's crazy. So, Yo, so that's from back in the day when they were still using ripcords, son. Yeah, yeah. Grandpa. Man, Alex, yep. super fun. Yeah, hey, there's one thing I wanted to, I wanted to talk about. Um, Let's bring it. We have a couple, we have a couple minutes. Let's bring it. Yeah, so I know I'm not sure if you knew, but I did break my leg, man. How? Uh, on a fucking low turn, at Lone Star back in really? back in January. If you didn't know that, yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, back well, maybe in, I did. But it was January. It's just a long time. It's a long time ago. Yeah, about six months ago, seven, right, longer than that now. Um, yeah, I was out with my girlfriend. She was doing a tandem. It was her second tandem. It was the last jump of the day, last load. That's how it starts, man. So like, it's kind of a safety lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got out, did everything the right way. Um, the only problem was I was borrowing some gear. So I borrowed some some rental gear from Joe. Um, and I had, a, you know, a, just a, a student jumpsuit on. I had jumped that rig a hundred times before that. Um, I put a lot of jumps on that rig, you know, coming out here before I got my own. And so I was familiar with it. You know, the winds were not that bad. We took off. They were like, you know, maybe seven knots, maybe gusting 10, maybe. Right. Right. Took off at sunset, you know, jumped out with the girlfriend, gave her, gave her a smooch, tracked away, opened up the appropriate altitude, you know, and then like the winds were just blowing like nobody's fucking business at altitude. I'm like, fuck. So it blows me off. So I kind of tracked away, uh, kind of lost a little bit of situation awareness where the airport was. So now I'm going to land off, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to land off. Especially not at fucking sunset. Dude, not at sunset. Texas. Not at sunset. Not in the fucking woods. You know, not with Joe's rental gear. Right? So I kind of put all those things in my mind over my own safety and just, you know, being like, okay, hey, it's not, a, dumb, but yeah. it's not a big deal. Like, just fucking walk home, Alex. Just right, walk right, home. Right, right, yeah. You know, but like sometimes you get your pride, you put pride in front of, you know. So what'd you do? You try to make it back? I try to make it back. So I'm getting good penetration of the wind. You know, I'm making it back to the DZ. Like, the DZ's below me. So I'm like, all right, cool. I got this. So you're coming downwind so or what? So yeah, so I'm coming, I'm coming downwind, it's blowing me over the DZ. And so, you know, kind of like, you know, lose some altitude. I'm in the pattern. Then the winds change again in another direction. Like, so like from like, about 2,000 feet of losing altitude, the winds were blowing a completely different direction than they were when we took off, and stronger this time. So oh, now fuck. it's it's pushed me over the highway. I'm over the fucking bu- – now, now I'm low now, like really low. And I, like, I, I was thinking, about, okay, if, if I make a right-hand turn, I can go make you know the you know, parking lot, and I'll be fine. And I hesitated, and that moment was gone. Like the moment to make that decision had So you're like over the fucking parking lot back behind that building? Bro, I'm like I am over like power lines, trees, cars. Yeah, I'm like like exact power lines, trees, I'm over cars, and I'm like, okay, like I look at my rate of descent, I'm looking like where it's gonna put me, I'm like, it's gonna be on top of the fucking buildings. Oh fuck. Or it's gonna put me in uh uh what's his name's uh little junkyard area behind that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck man, I don't want that. And so like Oh, you see over there back by the red barn. Yeah, no, 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 no. So I'm like, I'm right over the DZ. Like, I'm at like... That's not a junkyard. That's a paraglider school. (laughs) 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 It's not a junkyard. It's just... Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of give you a little more more kind of like reference of where I'm at. at. So like, I'm I'm like right where the fire pit is. I'm like right there. Mm. And so I... And I'm too... I'm too low... Too lo- yeah, a little less than 75. I'm too low to make a turn left or right. Yeah. Right? I got to either land on the buildings and commit to a building landing and or hit this shit and, like, get really fucked up or die. So I'm like, mm. okay. So I took, like, I don't want to risk dying or, like, hit going through a building or something like that. So I turned, and I kind of panicked a little bit, and I put too much left toggle in. And like, you know how that works, man. The total, oh, the total, Jesus Christ. That total, that total aerodynamic force shifted. 
writes and I'm in a dive at about <laughs> so the aerodynamic I'm fucking shit. at a fucking yeah <laughs> at a 30 degree oh no uh, dude I'm like I'm like 10 degrees nose low and like 30 degrees nose over fucking full flared nothing's gonna happen I can't dude. I tried I tried so hard Ugh. I tried so hard and I hit I hit you know thank God you know I didn't hit the buildings and hit anybody I hit the sign that says danger parachute landing area oh fuck you i hit that sign with my left leg and then the sign is got like those those nylon you know mm -hmm. twenty thousand tensile strength fucking cargo straps yeah and i which is a fence and i hit that shit it slowed me down just enough just to break my left leg Ugh. right so i broke my left fibula uh like on a spiral fracture um and it slowed me down i kind of did like a pl pl like drag fucking face uh. So it was uh, uh, it was it was feet knees, uh, um, my hips and then like my fucking head dog bam right uh, I, was, I was okay you know I didn't hit my back and like the first thing I, I hit the ground I was like fuck and I just like immediately tried to stand up I'm like that wasn't that bad I ain't no bitch and like I I and I was like oh man it's gonna hurt so bad and then like. It, dude, I hit the. Like, it literally felt like the earth came up and hit me. Oh, you're like, it was like killing me, kill. Dude, yeah. man, I know, I know, I know. And oh. then, like, dude, and like, I just remember, like, then it felt like all my, like, my left leg, the whole left leg. Someone put like, like big vice grips on it, and then just lit it on fire. Oh Jesus! And I looked up, I'm like, yeah, my leg's fucking broken. I just look up, and like, my girlfriend, like, is like, she's an army nurse. Yeah. So, but she was like, Johnny on the spot. Right. She's like, hey, what happened? You right. know? Oh. And then like, and I'm just like, Joe, I'm so sorry, I broke my leg in a drop zone. He's like, it's okay, dude, no big deal, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, <laughs> his, like, Joe. his Midwestern accent. I love Shout dude. I love Joe. Hey, what's up, Joe? Yeah. I fucking love Joe, man. He's a great, morning, great fucking man. people. Yeah, yeah and people. so Launchpad was there. Shout out Launchpad. Shout out Launchpad. And he's just like, bro, you broke your leg. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I, I love you, you big <laughs> goofy. You big goofy, you big goofy kid. And he's like, yo, you want a beer? <laughs> it's yeah. like. Yo, yeah, I'm happy I didn't. I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I could drink a beer. And I was like, oh no, that's a bad idea. It's in your blood. And that's you your, bleed out. No, no, not even that. It's because when the the hospital tests your your blood, like they'll do a toxicology report on you to determine if you're negligent in your fucking duty, dude. Mm. So don't don't be higher. Hey, well, PSA, don't be drunk or high when you break your leg. Well, yeah, right? fucking PSA, son. Yeah, but so um, a kid that wants to be a pilot and skydiver, yeah. what would you tell him? Um. I would say, man, this is a follow, don't let anybody, if you want to fly, don't let anybody tell you no. Don't let anybody ever discourage you. Don't let them ever take that dream that you've got burning in your belly, right? And don't let them ever quench that. Right. What, you, what you do is you invest. You invest in yourself. You know, you keep your faith. You know, if you're a spirit, I'm, 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 I'm a spiritual person, right? right? Uh, you know, I, I believe in God, and, you know, I am so blessed that he, he kind of, like, he, he is the reason that, you know, I, I can fly. Right. That I can that I can walk right now, honestly. Right, yeah, yeah. You so know. you're back. Yeah, man. Thank God. You know. Yeah. Um, and you know, like you you keep your faith, you know, you invest in yourself and you, you maintain your focus on that dream and you do whatever you have to do, you know, and to, to go after it. You right. know, and find find your find like, you know, people that are gonna inspire you, that are gonna support you, you know, and if if you're surrounded by people that are not like that, you know, they're not going anywhere, you know, they don't wanna be somebody. You know, go, you know, find people who are and surround yourself with those people. Let them enrich your life. And most importantly, when you make it and you reach that point, when you, you know, you've achieved your dreams, you know, give back. Yeah, you know, yeah. Give back. Like, that's what I want to do, man. Like, I want to be, I want to become a flight instructor and I want to teach kids for free. Right on. Like, yeah, a, little, yeah. a little kid who was like, all he wants to do is ever fly an airplane before and everyone's always told him no. Where he lives in a spot where he can't afford, he, right. he can't afford to. 
I'll I'll fly him for free. And what's the name of your organization? So like my my uh my organization is called Space Salvage Technologies Orbital. Say it um, again slower. Space Space Salvage Technologies Orbital. Uh-huh. Um, that's like my uh, non for profit, um, like kind of yeah, yeah, or- yeah. orbital technology research organization. Sweet. Um, and then the organization that I volunteer with, um, that I do like all the space stuff with, um, that's Project Possum. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that's for like uh, you know polar observation of uh, you know in the upper mesosphere. Right yeah, it's right cool, on. man. Yeah, Fucking it's, Alex it's, is hell, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, yeah. he's a little kid that's doing something about it. Hey, the the conversation goes on. You got to come back on the show, dude. I know absolutely, just barely man. scratch the surface. Yeah, and then and then like be resilient, yo. Be, be resilient. resilient. Yeah, don't fucking quit. Hey, um, you can support the show on Patreon. Uh, shout out to Royce. God damn it, Rolls Royce. He just uh finished uh accelerated Wazi program. He just he's on solo jumps. Uh, first Patreon. Uh, donator, you guys can support the show. All I gotta say is, learn to skydive; it'll change your life. It saved mine. Keep your head on a swivel and hook that shit, baby. Yeah, follow your dreams, son. That's what it's all about. Yeah, man. Hey, thanks, Waz. This has been awesome, oh, dude. Fuck it, thanks, bro. Yeah, let's go.